Hello and welcome to a very special episode of North 100, the introduction of a brand new co-host, introducing Nelson. Hi. Nelson, I- tell us about yourself. How long have you been playing Highlander? Hi, I'm Nelson. I've been playing Highlander since approximately 2003. <laughs> Wait, um, 19 years? Well, yeah. So Highlander, the Highlander community that we sort of kicked off in Victoria had its roots in the prismatic community <laughs> from like the the late 90s uh, and, and going on. And I never got into that, but I sort of played with some people who played um, those those decks it was like you had to play 250 cards there had to be a minimum number of cards from yeah. every color and like also it was highlander maybe i can't remember if it was highlander or if it was, or if it was four ofs but it was highlander okay it was highlander. thanks charles so, so singleton, <laughs> charles. Yeah, yeah singleton exactly um anyway so i played highlander uh with my friends between rounds at fnm uh back when i was playing uh at yj just just playing fnms and drafts there yeah i had a a blue red uh, Dragon Storm deck that I copied from like the uh, the Japanese pro that won the the worlds with it that year. Um, but you know, once you've got the the feel of your standard deck and you're going to play standard for three months with the same deck, you're or like whatever, God, I want to do something else. Well, you start <laughs> whether yeah, whether your matches are fun or or kind of unfortunate, um, you're going to be finished them in less than fifty minutes, and you got to wait for the rest of the sure, scene sure, sure, to sure, catch sure. up. So between rounds, we started playing Highlander, and I built like black green biggest creatures i own like black like i had like golgari this was in my draft deck uh and i didn't get to cast it so i'm going to put it in a hundred card deck and then i eventually built like naya same idea these are the biggest creatures i have i kept playing that that naya ld deck Mm. oh some of the best congregations at dawn (laughs) you'll ever see yeah no i that was a very some very early days for me this is now now at this point in 2008 i start working at yellow jacket and I formed, I think within like the first years there, I like helped bring together the first little mini Highlander tournament, which strangely enough, we just decided on the fly, like the people who were there on like a Thursday afternoon and wanted to play Highlander for prizes. It was like myself, Robin Sorensen, and then uh, two other players from, from the scene, Aaron Patton and Tyler Roberts. Oh my God. Neither of which are still sort of YJ regulars, but sure, like, sure, these sure. were the people who were around oh, geez. playing just as much Highlander as they could because it was just yep. a casual format uh, to begin with. So then after, you know, like 45 minutes later when we finished our four player game like weirdly we had a game of commander as the very first it really? wasn't it wasn't commander but it was like sure, everyone just sure, had sure, 20 sure, light sure. points and like because we were starting off doing doing a tournament scene that we didn't have any rules to begin with and i didn't i didn't say like well there's four of us let's play a mini top four of an f no like we'll which, play one big middle yeah, multiplayer game which is like the very next thing we did the next monday or all whatever right, we right. started playing brackets but yeah i've been playing Highlander regularly since then. So since 2008, like, like pretty solid. form the format in the tournament scene that would grow from it. All right, so I got some yeah. questions for you. Great. Stand-up moments. Uh, career accomplishments in the format. Uh, okay, so probably the most important thing that happened, because in those very early days, I was running... Um, we had just no rules at all, Highlander. It was like vintage, okay, but yeah. Highlander and yeah. 100 cards. You could play any cards you wanted, uh, and nothing was banned except for like Falling Star and Chaos Orb. So it was very pay to win. We weren't we weren't allowing any proxies or any CE back then. Sure. So uh, as like the de facto leader of that format, I managed to like through many conversations with people allow us to change it into points Highlander. Oh, wow. And like I brought on the Australian seven point list. So you are the grandfather of the points. Yeah, I'm not the only only person in the conversation, but I was like the person like I was I was TOing the tournaments at YJ. So I had to like 
Well, you you were the leader of the republic in a weird way. Yeah. Like early on, it was very community driven. We would have big discussions. But as the person who worked at YJ and ran it, you'd be like, okay, everybody shut up and let's have this conversation. Yeah. You're the chair, the chair, not necessarily the de facto leader, but like. Right. Sort of speaker of the house rule. Yeah. Highlander. The, the chaise lounge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a highlight point. Now. What can you expect? What can people expect from your perspective? So like Wheeler is the degenerate combo kind of person like this. Jared White was our, our control player. I'm the fringe brewer. And I don't, the Wheeler's looking at me like these don't work. I don't know. I don't know who I am. I'm, I'm the premier lands. We're pilot. not, I guess we're not members of the DK crew. We're, yeah. we're nebulous <laughs> beings. No, uh, we fit in nice little boxes. We never stray outside of them. Wheeler, obviously. Yep. So you can, you can look forward to uh, from decks that I play, you can look forward to seeing either some kind of abusive mana ramp <laughs> or uh, it's kind of like a tempo control and it might have a combo win, which is like pretty typical of a lot of Highlander decks now. You know, like a lot of a lot of the end game of Highlander decks tr has turned into like an A plus B combo of some sort. Sure. Um, but I'm also happy to just like attack for three in the sky while trying to disrupt what you're doing. Um, so I'll play those decks sometimes and then. More often, though, I'm playing some deck that like starts with either you know a tap land and then a mana rock or a land where else. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds like Nelly to me. So we got some old school traditions here on North 100, something that we haven't done in a while, and I'd love to bring back to introduce the audience to you. The first one is card called the best card you're not playing, where I want you to introduce us to a card that you think is underplayed in the format that everyone should be playing in their decks. What card is that? Awesome. So I've got an old four mana instant from a blue red tempo deck I play, and I will sometimes tutor this card up with like okay. a mystical tutor or some other sort of search effect, so that I can have it at just the right time when the circumstances are exactly correct to resolve this four mana instant from my blue red deck. It's Reigns of Power from Stronghold. Two generic blue blue. It says you and target opponent each untap and gain control of all the creatures the other controls until end of turn. Those creatures gain haste this turn. So what you can do with this in like either a blue red tempo or like a big blue X control or it could even be like a blue green mana ramp. Maybe if you if you're building it more to put lands in play rather than have creatures that make mana, you can just engineer a situation in a two player game and against a lot of decks like against all the creature decks. Usually you can do this where you don't have creatures and they have a lethal attack. Like, it doesn't sound that hard, right? You just need to not die until they have their own life points and power. And then if this resolves, you get to attack them with all their stuff. It's quite satisfying. And it's, I think, still pretty underplayed. I don't know. Have you seen anyone rocking this? Nope. I have never even heard of this card prior to all right, the All right. This is a, it's a, yeah, this is a Nelly card. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we go. Welcome to the new world of Nelly I've cards. I've won a non-zero number this. of games with this card. All right. Yeah. It can also be a sort of shitty settle the wreckage. We don't swear. We don't swear <laughs> on this podcast. Welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Another thing that we're going to bring back for today only is powerful magic stories, which I know people have been clamoring for. And I think I want all of us to very briefly tell favorite Nelly stories. So my favorite Nelly story is Blue Red Control was a Nelly classic. And his big, big, big win con, it became a terror in the format, was second right. Hidegetsu's? How do I pronounce that name? Hidetsugu. Hidetsugu's second right. Second right. It's a format of sorcery that says if target player has exactly 10 life, second right deals 10 damage to that player. And an, a beautiful little Nelly thing that he'd do is every time he killed somebody with it, he'd get them to autograph the card. And so this card was just like beat up, 
covered in names from front to back from all the people he had taken down. And people would start changing their decks to play around it. They'd start including pain lands as ways to try and manipulate their life total to get away from 10 because it was such a terror for a while. Yeah, those pain lands are probably supposed to be in your deck anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that can shut down the second right win. Um, they keep putting more and more lands to let you alter your life total one way or the other. But... I yeah, if I I look back upon all the people I've killed with second right, and uh, I think I probably could have been more gracious about asking them to sign it at the end of those <laughs> matches. It's probably like I try not to be you know too uh, assertive, too aggressive. Try, try to be Canadian at all all, all times, but uh, maybe let myself loose a couple times with this uh, Saviors of Kamigawa rare. Just a, a quick note: uh, it's an for our listeners. It's an instant. You said it was a source. Oh, part of me. Thank you, James. Yep. All right, Wheeler, you got a powerful magic story about uh, Old Millie here? I was trying to find one, but it's kind of hard. Like, uh, before the show, I was saying that it feels like Nelson and I have been in the room for all, like, all the classic YJ or Highlander stories. So it's really hard to pick them because we usually just dirt each other out. <laughs> but then this is, this is it. This is one where... It was like the winning in round to the finals of um, just like a Monday, a Monday night. Regular Monday, right? But this was when our Monday nights were like 40 people. Oh, God. Like yeah. 40 plus people. And it was hyper competitive and cutthroat. And you were playing like mono big black storm. Right. Uh, which has a nickname in my head that I can't say because we don't swear on this show. Right. But Sorry it's also that. it's also a big black album. Um, and. You crushed me in this match, and I can't win the tournament, so what's the point I'm playing? But I'm you know, still playing in the love of the game bracket. And somebody asked me, like, so you just played Nelson. Like, how, how does this deck win? And I think they were asking for, like, a literal, like, storm line or setup. And I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he can win a match. Half the time, he, like, oh, ramp into worm coil. Or, like, I'm trying to storm off. Like, I was on tilt. Like, it's just like, how do you play a storm deck when your hand is, like, worm coil, grave, titan? Like, for rec I, you went, like, dark ritual Phyrexian arena one game, and I lost that. <laughs> and, like, that's Two cards good, every turn. Yeah, I know, but it was still just, like, that's not a bad play. But also, that's the kind of play it's like, okay, I know exactly what I'm dealing with. And I didn't. Right. Just got Lake of the Dead into oh, the dirt. Yeah. Powerful magic. All right, Nelly, take us home. What is your powerful magic story here? Okay, so uh, instead of me winning, I want to tell, tell a story about me fantastically losing. But it's just, it's the Highlander learning moment that I, I appreciate the most. And when you told me to think of a powerful magic story, um, it's just uh, the year is, I think, 2014. And I'm in the finals of the, not the final story, the top four of the end of the year whole Mondays into playoff uh, championship that YJ has. And Allison across the table from me is playing Black Green Rock like she always did. Classic. And I'm playing a very similar deck. It's Bug Rock. So I have kind of like Allison's deck, but I've removed the cards that I don't love. And I've put in a bunch of good blue cards like Jace and Mana Drain. And 
I play like an iconic card from both players' decks and a card that Allison has played a ton. I've played a ton, but mostly in other decks, other strategies. I've played it in like aggressive decks and I've played it in mid range decks, but I hadn't really played it a ton in control. And so I got to learn what Liliana of the Veil is like oh. when you're in sort of a rock mirror. All right. So, what is Liliana of the Veil for people who might not be familiar? If you're not familiar, yeah, she just got reprinted in uh, Dominary United. Uh, it's one generic black, black uh, for a planeswalker with three loyalty. Plus one is each player discards a card. Minus two is target player sacrifices a creature, and then minus six is separate all permanents, target player controls into two piles. That player sacrifices all permanents in the pile of their choice. So pretty cool card. Good at um, forcing both players to play without cards in hand for uh, on the opponent's turn, which is great against blue. Unfortunately, like shortly after I played it and down ticked, I then like drew my mana drain and had to kind of decide what to do with my resources. I know that Allison's deck is going to be playing bombs eventually, and in hindsight, I think I'm supposed to like let Liliana get attacked by a land war elf and die, but I'm too addicted to the value of having, um, you know, remembered to activate my planeswalkers and getting loyalty ability on the planeswalkers. And unfortunately, I just kind of like mind twist both of us, which is just great for her, and she goes on to win the match. Um, and so I just... I. I love Highlander for moments like that where it puts you in situations where you haven't seen the cards, you know, like this before. Yeah. Seeing the cards in like these new different Like I've cast contexts. this hundred of times, but I've never yeah. had it in this particular circumstance and I've yeah. played it wrong. Exactly. And I also think that's another good Nelly moment of just being like, okay, I've got a perfect situation here. Can't possibly. Oh, I punted. And then I just managed <laughs> to punt enough times that you win now. Good job. Good that's, game. That's actually like a really insightful story. I, I just, Thank you. Yeah. No, very cool. Yeah. All right. That is Nelly. And look forward to, you know, seeing him in North 100 going forward, which is very, very, very exciting. I want the comments to be nothing but your favorite stories about Nelly. So go all forward and do that, you wonderful people. All right, we're going to go record a set review now. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.